Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey, everybody, I'm really excited. We've got Rich Brittick on the line here with us on Ignite today. He's our SVP of Performance Marketing. What does that mean to you? That means he knows everything when it comes to paid media, creative analytics, SEO, how to drive an incremental patient out of your spend. So this guy's been with me for nearly a decade now. Somehow he's not tired of me. And certainly our clients have never grown tired of him and his beautiful British accent. Rich, welcome to Ignite. Thanks for having me, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about conversion rate optimization. A lot of friction happens when people are hitting sites. We make it very difficult to get what we want in the end, which is an active lead that we can turn into a patient. Talk to us about the top mistakes that impact conversion rate, how you're seeing them, and then we'll start talking about how to avoid them. What are the biggest mistakes you see? I think, first of all, it it probably warrants explaining a little bit about what conversion rate actually is and how to make yourself successful when you think about going to a website and getting people to do what it is that you want them to do. And I think we fall down a lot because when we build landing pages, we're not really, we don't really have our end user in mind all the time. We're just like, we have to tell them this information. We have to put this information on a page. And so that's what we do, right? We just put the information on that we think is necessary without actually thinking about the patient and what the patient needs. So a lot of people, when you talk about conversion rate optimization, they really think about sort of A-B testing of pages. They think about red button versus green button, which that might be a valid thing if you're Amazon, right? You might test a red button versus a green button because you've got a million visitors coming to your site every day and you can understand if a red button versus a green button makes any difference. But what conversion rate optimization really is about is removing friction from the uh, process of getting someone to come to the website and then take the desired action that you want them to take. So you're shortening that journey from someone hitting the, the landing page and taking your desired action. And so how you do that, right, is you create a highly motivated user, a highly motivated visitor, and you make it really easy for them to convert. So there's something called the FOG behavioral model, and it's just an axis. And up the Y-axis is motivation, and across the X-axis is ease. And so what you want is really easy, which is the far point of the X-axis, and really motivated, which is the top of the Y-axis. And if you can get to that point, your users, when you ask them to do something, they will do that. And conversion rate optimization is, people think it's, it's a design thing, or people think it's an analytics thing, but really it's grounded in neuroscience and it's about understanding people's behavior and what motivates them. And there's a couple of of brain chemicals, dopamine and cortisol. And so in, in your life, right, you're trying to create more dopamine. You're trying to create more of that reward mechanism and you're trying to avoid cortisol because cortisol is that stress hormone. Okay. And you, you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to be stressed out all the time. Okay. So, and essentially you're doing the same thing when you're building landing pages, right? Is you want to reward the user. You want the user to feel rewarded. You hear that terminology, surprise and delight. And so you want to create dopamine because that's what's going to motivate a user to do, take the action that you want them to take. You want to avoid cortisol because that's what's going to cause the user to pump the brakes and not want to do that thing. So 
Okay. For instance, if you had in your your paid media ad covered by major insurance carriers or covered by insurance, yeah, it comes to your landing page and you don't talk about insurance at all, and actually, you know, you you maybe you even say, you know, treatment starting at XX dollars, and they think that they have to pay for it out of pocket. That's going to create a cortisol response because they feel like there's been a bait and switch. They thought it was going to be covered by insurance, and now you're telling them maybe not. So right. those are the things that you really have to avoid. And right. so conversion rate optimization is not just about a pretty design or about how concise your copy is. It's really about thinking about who your end user is and ensuring that you right. are providing them with the rewards that they need. You're removing the barriers that they may have, and you're motivating them to take the action. Okay. The other piece of that, the other component of the behavioral model, the, the fog model is making it easy, right? So if I go to a landing page that has you know 500 things going on and the call to action is buried somewhere, it, it makes it very difficult for me to try and ascertain what it is that you want me to do and what I should do next. And again, going back to neuroscience, the brain has sort of two modes of thinking. There's fast thinking and then there's slow thinking, right? And fast thinking is kind of the intuitive stuff. So two times two equals four, that's fast thinking. If you saw two times two, you would immediately use your fast thinking mode to say four, right? Whereas if I showed you something really complicated on a slide, then your analytical, your slow thinking has to kick in because you have to really think about it and analyze it and come up with an answer. And as you can imagine, humans don't like to do slow thinking because it's work, it's effort, right? Like if I have to figure out a puzzle, I don't, I don't want to do that, right? I just want to know the answer straight away. I want to get to it immediately, especially in this day and age where, you know, we're busy, busy, busy. We've got stuff on our phone all the time. So you want to make it as easy as possible. If you want someone to call you, that call action better be right there at the top of the screen, clear with something saying, you know, call us to get X, to get this reward, right? Don't bury it at the bottom of the page or don't even have it on the page or have it in a tiny font because then you're making it hard for me. And if you make right. it hard for me, my brain is going to do this cost-benefit analysis, which is saying, is it really worth my effort to, yeah. to go through with this? Or shall I just bounce and try and find another provider that's going to make the same thing really easy for me? So that's a little bit of context there about conversion rate optimization. It's not just red button versus green button, but there's all this kind of neuroscience that it's tied into and trying to make these experiences as, as easy as possible for the end user. It's interesting. It seems like the confluence of creativity and analytics, like when you're looking for someone that's going to help you with this, if it's not red button versus green button, it's not just a design principle. And it's not just looking at the data. You have to look at ad copy, landing page. You're really looking at this as a marketer. This is not a simple skill set or strategy to embark upon is what it sounds like. No, because you've really got to understand the user and the user's motivation. And so there's a lot of analytics and research that go into that, right? I mean, let's talk about that. What are you doing to analyze what's happening qualitatively and quantitatively? What are we doing? Yeah, so I mean, the quantitative piece is the easier piece, right? That's Google Analytics. You're looking at conversion rates. You're looking at bounce rates. Okay. You're looking at average time on page. You're looking at these things segmented by things like device. You know, is the page working on mobile versus desktop? If you've got demographic information, you can look at it by are females responding better than males and things like that. The qualitative piece is really probably the more insightful and but also the more difficult piece to do. 
which is why is you know you're trying to understand people's motivations like why are they doing the things that they're doing and so there's a whole range of qualitative research that you can do you know we do things called a, a heuristic walkthrough which is where you know we go through the page and we basically gauge our immediate reaction to the page and then we gauge our sort of longer term view of the page we analyze the page so we do that sort of fast thinking slow thinking approach to the page of like yeah. if i'm a user i'm here for the first time and i've got 5 seconds of attention can i figure out what this page is about can i understand what the offer is you know those kind of things so we go through all that ourselves right. then we'll analyze heat mapping we'll analyze user recordings to understand how other users are reacting to the page We'll do polls and surveys. So we'll ask questions about how effective the page was. You know, did you, the classic thing you get at Publix, right? Did you find everything that you were looking for today? You know, so asking the users questions like that to understand if they understood the experience and if it was a good experience for them. And then, you know, beyond that, sort of mining reviews is a great way to understand what people think, not necessarily of the page, but of the company, right? So, if you're a healthcare provider and you mind the reviews and, and you find a, a nugget in the review that says like, weren't transparent about X, Y, and Z, and it keeps coming up, well, then on the landing page, you should address that, right? You, know, you, sh you should be talking about those things. That's a poor user experience if people think that they're getting one thing and then it turns out to be something else. Okay. And then also the other thing that we do is, is talk to stakeholders, you know, talk to customer support, talk to people who are, you know, in terms of healthcare, Talk to people who are triaging and scheduling these appointments. What are the common questions? What is, you know, what are the things that are still holding people back when they're calling and not quite ready to book? And let's make sure that we're addressing those up front on the page. And so all this research really helps us to derive hypotheses for testing. Okay. Um, I love it. Sort of the next stage of the process. Okay. So some of the tools you mentioned, Google Analytics, Hotjar. Yeah. I mean, generally some combination, some confluence of, of Hotjar and Google Analytics will work. Um, there's okay. plenty of other testing, uh, oh, sorry, research tools out there. Okay. All right, I got you. And so looking to see things. So if you would say, if you're a medical practice and you got a decent amount of traffic, top three things that you should do to increase conversions, what are those top three things? I mean, it's different for everybody, but if you had to do sort of best practices, I would say simplify the page to exactly what it is that you want the user to do, right? Okay. So if you want them to call you, Make sure that that call CTA is yep. prominent and that it follows you throughout the page. You know, one thing that we see okay. a lot of is that you'll have a, the so-called call button will be at the top of the page and you may have a long page. And by the way, having a long page is, is fine. That's another misconception of conversion rate optimization is that okay. everything is short. But you can spend a lot of time, especially on mobile scrolling, and that CTA is not visible. So sticky navigation with that CTA button That's so it. that it's always visible on every okay. screen. Is a, is a huge win in terms of driving conversion rate. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is, and, and this really applies to media advertisers, is if you are spending money driving advertising to a landing page or to a website, okay. make sure that you have a one-to-one -one message match between the ad okay. and the page. Some so, examples. Give me some examples in healthcare that you see. We take insurance and then we that's- We take insurance and then you don't mention it on the page is a good okay. one. Or in terms of like things like DSOs, if you're going to talk about a promotion- 
DSOs are dental support organizations, big dental groups. Sorry, big dental, yeah. You're going to yep. talk about a promotion, like $500 off your next pair of braces. That better be the, the headline on the landing page, Okay. Right? Yep. What are a lot of practices doing? Just sending the homepage from a PPC ad that they're running and they're not thinking about a specific offer and landing page. Yeah, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of people just sending it to the location page or to a homepage and there's nothing promotional on it, but you promotional on your ad. And so that message mismatch, that's what creates that cortisol that I was talking about earlier is, you know, oh, I didn't see that thing that I thought I was going to see. Now, all of a sudden, I've got this alarm reaction going on and I don't want to move forward because I think you're trying to bait and switch. The third thing I would say is, and this, this one is again, easier to do if you know who your audience is because you're driving it through paid media is, well, this, this is one that I like is understand the awareness level of your audience and provide them with the correct, what we call information hierarchy. So you know, there's different awareness levels, right? The, the highest awareness level or the lowest awareness level, I should say, is problem aware, right? Like I have a problem with my two thirds, okay? okay? Or I'm solution aware, you know, I know I need a filling. So I'm going to type in fillings near me or implants near me. Okay. I know what the solution is yeah. that I need, right? Or there's most aware where I'm, I'm actually looking for a specific brand who does that service. So uh, in the case of one of our clients, Sage Dental, Feeling near me, right? Okay. I'm really aware. Now, depending on my awareness level, you need to be giving me different pieces of information, right? If I'm searching my two thirds and then you sh- you show them a very transactional offer yeah, about yeah. filling, yeah. well, I just need to be explained to why my two thirds, right. right? But if I'm typing in fillings near me, don't give me a page that talks about, you know, toothache and all the common causes of toothache, right? Because I'm already aware that my two thirds. And I already aware of the solution. I just need to be told why your solution is better than the other guy's solution. Right. right? So dental, dental might not be the best example there, but when you think about a lot of like medical procedures and elective medical procedures, there's a lot of people who understand what the solution is. Right. They understand they know that they've got a health problem. Yeah. They already understand the solution because they're looking for it. But we have a tendency to go back and expound on the problem rather than explaining to them, you should come and see me because my solution is better than X, Y, and Z's right. solution. Right. Okay. So that's another another good tip is understand your audience and talk to them at the level that they're at in the yeah. funnel. Yeah. Do we run ads on top of the funnel problem type stuff? Are we that's mostly an SEO play. Are we are we do we spend money? We we will in display. We will in display. Okay. We'll run some. We don't right. typically run it in search. I mean, most of our most PPC of our- tips on another podcast. PPC tips. I just want to tease yeah. them, bro. Just want to tease yeah. them. Okay, okay, I like it. All things conversion rate optimization. If you want more tips, just Google conversion rate optimization agency. I think Cardinal might be number one, so you can find out more. We've got five thousand words on that page with every, everything that Rich talked about. So I think you could get some more info there. Rich, hugely helpful. Final, final question: Implementing a proper CRO program, a conversion rate optimization program. What general lift do they see? Is it worth doing? Just give me a percentage. Is it worth it? Yeah, it's absolutely worth it because you know you can see between two hundred and five hundred percent lift with a sustained program. Okay, so that means I could spend that much less on my PPC or my paid media and get the same return. I could pivot the savings into SEO. I could pivot into traditional. Nobody's doing that anymore, but I could pivot it into other things or save the money because CRO could help drive more efficiency. 
Yeah, I, I think it's also worth mentioning too, and is that CRO applies to SEO. You know, it's not just a okay. media one. Are you you're looking at the organic pages, not just landing pages, and not just ads? Right. You're looking at those and seeing how they convert and moving things around. Yeah, we're doing a, a big CRO test right now for for one of our largest healthcare clients, where we're reducing the length of the funnel that it takes to get from landing on the page to the conversion, and that applies to every channel. That that change is made on their homepage, where we're driving both paid search traffic traffic, display traffic, but also SEO traffic. It's even going to affect direct and improve conversion rate on direct. So it's not just for, through marketing efforts. Obviously, there's more that you can do with paid, but you can do a lot on the organic and, and direct side as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So no matter what you're doing, if you're not even doing paid media, please pay attention to CRO and still engage some kind of CRO specialist to help take a look at things, install some tracking and give you some ideas that are more qualitative. They'll look at your copy, they'll look at your funnel, they'll look at your lead points and CTAs, they'll look at everything, uh, make sure everything matches up and drives more dopamine, not cortisol, right? We want lots of dopamine. Don't do it artificially though. CRO feels like the artificial dopamine. I like it. All right, Rich, thanks for joining us on Ignite. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.